Blog Talk Radio. Tonight we actually are only scheduled for an hour, just because it's a on the weekends we've been trying to debate on doing it for an hour or two. So I think tonight we're only scheduled for an hour, but you never know what will happen. So that being said, let's kick it off. And Jesus, we glorify your name tonight, Father. We come to you, Father, and give the entirety of this broadcast to you. 
Father, that you would be glorified with everything that is done, with everything that is said, that the people listening and even us, Father, may come to a revelation and knowledge of your love for us, Father, that we can come to a revelation and our understanding of your will in our lives, Father. Holy Spirit, reveal to us your Son. Reveal to us Jesus Christ tonight. Reveal to us our purpose and our destiny, Father. Reveal to us our calling, Lord. Reveal to us your plans and purposes for our lives, Father. Reveal to us the good things which you have said that you have desired to do in our lives, Father, and the things that you have, you have promised that you want to fulfill in our lives, Jesus. Let your word become alive to us tonight, Father, and give us revelation, Father, not based on man's opinion, Father, but based on your heart's desires for our lives, Father, and for our families and our friends. Father, confirm your word tonight, Lord, with signs and, wonder for, and wonders, Father, with miracles and healings and deliverances, Lord. As we lay our lives down before you, that your will could be accomplished in our lives, Father. Father, we submit everything to your hand, that you would be glorified in our midst tonight, Father. So our calling number tonight, 619-638-8458. If you need prayer for absolutely anything, please give us a call. Uh, you can join us in the chat room. If you can't make it to a telephone, you can always email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com. So, uh, let's see where we're going to go with this tonight. Um, you know, something was interesting last night we had. Um, I've noticed with Blog Talk Radio, there's a multitude of people who all believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and not only believe in Him, but follow Him and worship Him, and have dedicated their lives to Him and to reaching out not only to the body of Christ, but also to the lost who are possibly listening from every country in the nation, in the world, that has Internet access. And, you know, the Father, and something me and Chris talked about last night, um, once the broadcast ended, was that we had noticed that... Um, there are multiple people who always have the same ideas and hear the same things. And one way you can usually tell that you're hearing the voice of the Father about things is if other people are hearing the same thing. And it's not always, and I don't mean like in um, general things, but there are specific things the Father places in our hearts and gives us insight. Um, it says in Amos that the Lord God does nothing unless he reveals it first to his servants or prophets. And the Father is always speaking, um, <clears throat> constantly speaking to us about his plans and his purposes and giving us insight and giving us direction. I mean, the Word says that, I mean, it says the Word itself is a lamp into our feet and a light into our path, but it also says that the the the, the it says the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. And it says a man will plan his ways, but the Lord will direct his steps. And so as long as we're constantly keeping ourselves in submission to the Holy Spirit and allowing him to speak into our lives and allowing our lives to be led in a way that we're constantly following him and following those leadings and following those directions, we'll find that we get a lot more revelations for the entire body of Christ and in the move of the moves of God's spirit in this earth and what his plans and purposes is um, and what his um, seasons is and his time frames as far as how he do, does things. And I was reminded of this last night because we had, um, we were looking around at some of the different um, blog talk radio rooms and a couple of the websites. And we saw this one website, um, that was offering 24-hour prayer, and which is something we've greatly in our hearts been desiring to have. And the reason for it is, which is actually the reason our entire ministry got started, was we realized that we, any time, day or night, 24 hours a day, 
there's always someone out there who is needing prayer. And it's not always easy, um, unfortunately, that when something comes up to immediately be able to go and get prayer. And um, it's, it's easy to get people to say, okay, well, I'll be praying for you. But to get actual fervent prayer right at the moment of need um, and to have people that you can come into agreement with right when you need it is not always as easy to find. And we noticed that if we searched online for live prayer or 24-hour live prayer, we couldn't really find anywhere except for maybe one or two places where you could go at that moment and actually get prayer and have someone right there I mean, we found places where you could, like, just write out a prayer and email it in or something. But as far as actually having <laughs> a live conduit of intercession and prayer, we couldn't find. Which is part of the vision that me and Chris have had for not only the website, but also for Blog Talk Radio, is to make ourselves available. And not just us, but a company of believers um, which includes not us, but even listeners and friends and families and uh, and anybody who's willing to stand in the gap and become part of a team of intercessors that's willing to make themselves available to people 24 hours a day, seven days a week, nonstop, because that's where the need actually is. Um, so, um, anyway, um, so first prayer request of the night um, is Saria, and hopefully I pronounced that right, um, and Daniel. I'm assuming um, Saria is Daniel's girlfriend. Um, you know, the Bible says not be unequally yoked with unbelievers, and it's, I don't think the Father said that just because it seemed like a good thing to say. Um, if you go through Scripture, you'll notice that when the when the Father gave even the laws, all the laws were meant to point us to a specific direction, and all the laws were were made for our, for our our good, regardless of what they were, because the end result of specific laws was an increased character or something that would increase us physically or spiritually, and would be end up being a blessing to us, even though in the beginning certain things we may never understand or, you know, the Father will give us commands and say, do this, don't do this. And we're like, okay, well, why do we really have to do that? What is it? What's the real point? And, the, and we never use, sometimes we never know, but the point is always that the Father said, my ways are not your ways. My ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. And we sometimes have to stop and realize that we serve a God who created the heavens and the earth, the universes. Um, sights and wonders in the universe that no man has ever seen because our technology is so limited that we may never be able to see until the day of Jesus Christ all the wondrous and all the glorious things that the Father has made through His Son Jesus. And His knowledge is beyond comprehension. His ways are beyond our comprehension. Um, because of the mortal minds that we have, now it says we have the mind of Christ, which we get from spending time with him and having, and having the Holy Spirit reveal to us the things of the Father. Um, but some things the Lord doesn't always reveal to us. Some things he lets us walk through because, you know, faith comes when, a lot of times not because you have all the answers but because you don't have the answers and you're still willing to trust the person who's leading you and trusting that they're leading you a place that they know the end result of though even though we've even though the children of Israel never actually saw the promised land before they got there they trusted that the father was able to get them there and that the father could complete that which he promised when he spoke of a land flowing with milk and honey. They'd never been there, but they knew the Father The Father had prepared this place for them once again. Just like Jesus said, I go to the Father, and that he has prepared a place for us. This is in Hebrews, that 
that we plainly declare that we seek a homeland and that we are that we're more pilgrims in this earth than anything else journeying throughout this this life until we get into eternity and so when he said they did not be unequally yoked with unbelievers just because you know if you spend all your time in the world you start picking up the habits and the thoughts and the opinions of the people in the world if you start spending time with God and in the presence of those people who are like-minded in their faith, well, the Bible declares that iron sharpens iron, and your faith is increased and grown because you're constantly around people whose positive confession out of their mouth is of the Lord Jesus Christ. That being said, you know, we've all at one time or another been in situations where we had people who we did love and who weren't saved or didn't believe um, and hadn't received the revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we always have to guard ourselves and, you know, guard our hearts above all things um, because it does our, because our bodies, our lives don't belong to us anymore. They belong to the Lord Jesus, which is something that most of us um, many times forget is true is that, we forget that our lives really don't belong to us anymore because they were we were purchased with a price of the blood of Jesus, which is why it says present your bodies as living sacrifices to him, which is our reasonable service. I mean, reasonable being the least amount that we can do is to offer our lives up to him and declare that our old life is dead and, our, and we're living in a new life, which is for him. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, we speak and declare, Father, and we ask you for the salvation of Sarah, Father. Lord, your word declares it's the goodness of God that leads men to repentance. So, Father, we ask that you would send out your ministering angels to her. Father, that you would remove the blinders from her eyes. Father, you remove the blinders from her ears, Lord. That you would quicken her spirit, Father, even now. Lord, that she would begin to hear from you, Father. That your Holy Spirit would begin to move and work in her heart, Father. Drawing her closer, Father, to you, Lord. For you have still called her by name, Father, and declared your word over her life even before she was born, Father. Lord, your word declares that you're not that you're long suffering, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance, Father. And so, Father, we thank you for your blood that is even for her, Lord, and we ask for her salvation, Father. Father, we ask that you would raise up a team of intercessors who would stand in the gap for her and pray and intercede on her behalf, Father. Lord, that she would come to the fullness of the knowledge of the love of your Son for her and her life, Father. And not just for her, Father, but for her entire family. That her entire family will come to a saving knowledge of your Son, Father, and the reality of your presence in their lives, Father. Lord, and for Daniel, Father that you would quicken him, Father, quicken his spirit, Lord. Give him wisdom and revelation, Father. Give him discernment, Father. Give him words of knowledge, Lord, so that he can speak those things that come from your spirit, to plant those seeds into her life, Father, that you can take and turn around and grow. Father, we ask, Lord, that he would be rooted and grounded in truth, Father. He would be rooted and grounded in your word, Lord. Father, that you would establish him in your word, Father, and increase his hunger and desire, Father, for your presence, Lord. For it's the one thing that has to come before any other relationship is our relationship with you, Father. So, Father, we give them into your hands, Lord, and asking that your will would be done in both their lives, Lord. And that you would be glorified through both of them, Father. Not only now, but, Father, in the future with the things that you have already declared that you wanted to do in both their lives, Father. Lord, that you would increase the anointing that you have for both of them, Father, and draw them into your presence.
<sighs> well, so anyway, um, so here's what I think. I think the Lord is going to begin to use avenues of ministry. I tried to touch on this a little bit last night, but I think the Lord's just about to start, and if not just about to start, but is in a, has been in the process of starting something. Because, you know, it says in Ecclesiastes, there's nothing new under the sun. Um, and, you know, like with Elijah, Elijah um, had done some amazing works for the Lord. And he's on the top of the mountain spiritually, um, in his life, as far as seeing the miracles of God and seeing the promises of God be fulfilled, but like many people who are mere men, um, he got to a point that there was a challenge and he couldn't see around the challenge, and so he so fear took over and he started to be afraid for his life because he took his eyes off of his Maker and he put his eyes on his circumstances, and so. The Lord is still providing for him, and so he, he he's pleading before the Lord, and he's like, "Look, it's just me. I'm all that's left, and there and it's I'm it. It's just me. I'm your only hope, God." And God's like, "No, you're not." Um, and he tells him, "You know, I've still reserved thirty thousand who haven't bowed their knees to the false gods." And it wasn't necessarily just to put Elijah in a place or. But it was to let Elijah know that, you know, this is in Hebrews, we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. And when his word goes out, he says his he goes to and fro of the earth looking to see him where he may show himself strong, looking for an intercessor. Throughout the Old Testament it's it's always the same thing where the Father is looking for those with whom he can join into agreement with and join into partnership with to carry about his purposes in the earth. You know, the father could always do everything on his own, which a lot of times he ends up having to do anyway. Um, and, you know, true story. Um, you may not believe it, but a true story. Um, there's some missionaries who found um, a remote tribe of um, Indians. I believe it was, they were like Aztec Indians. And um, they didn't have any clue what the language was. Um, because no, no, like he, people had ever been to this tribe, and so, um, so over the course of the first year, um, they were there. They were more just getting to know their customs, getting familiar with this tribe, and trying to um, gain their trust um, as missionaries. Because you know, as missionaries and as evangelists, and um, which we all are, wherever we go, whether people realize it or not. Um, but so it's not always about declaring the word of Jesus. It is, but also it's having the character and integrity and the actions of Jesus to back up the words with which we say. And so, you know, it's one of the reasons it says that if you go out and you see your brother in need and you have the ability to provide for that need, you should. Because sometimes our actions speak more to the nature and the goodness of God than our words do. Because words are easy to say. But actions are a lot harder to say, um, or actions are a lot harder to follow up with, because those actually cost us something. Words sometimes are really easy to come out of our mouth, and they come out really quick. But when we have to actually put our feet forward with what we say, then it takes us to an entire new new level in our relationship with the Father, because then we're not only saying that we trust Him, but we're we're actually declaring that we trust him through our actions and stepping out upon the words that we say that we believe in. Um, so this, um, these missionaries are in this tribe, and they notice that every day there's this like um, stone, this stone that they're going to, and they do their worship around this stone. And, I mean, for the first year, they're trying to figure out what the stone is and um, what's the big significance about the stone, who are they praying to, or whatever else. I mean, because they had realized that these people are very religious. Um, for for Even for a remote tribe, they were extremely religious. And so after the first two years, um, they had begun to understand the language so that they could actually have basic communication um, with this tribe in their own language. And what happened was um, it got to a point that the... Um, the leader of the tribe came to these these missionaries 
and they said you and and they said you speak to us of this Jesus of Nazareth, the Son of God, and and here's what's interesting: the the chief said there were two angels, or there were words for angels, or spirits from the sky who came down and told us that we were to worship at this place, and we were to worship the Son of God. But until you showed up, we never knew what his name was. It's a true story. And because, you know, the Father doesn't need us, but the Father chooses to use us. And, you know, the Father is always speaking into people's hearts and revealing himself to them. But, you know, we as believers who trust in the Father and have known him, we can see with our eyes, our spiritual eyes, we can see the things in which the Lord has intervened in our life and caused a blessing or caused provision or caused deliverance or caused safety. But the people in the world, the Father still does those same things for but they can't see it as being from his hand because their eyes have been blinded by the God of the gods of this world. And so any blessing that comes, since they can't equate it to the Father, it's been it's equated to their own hand. And it gives them a false sense of security because they believe that all things come from them and it doesn't come from the Father who's really the one who's still provided and blessing. And, you know, the Bible says that God causes the rain to fall on the just and the unjust. And, you know, it says that um, there's no difference for all us and then fallen short the glory of God. And it says that there is none that seek him on their own accord. Um, none of us seek after, has sought after him because we just all of a sudden woke up one day and said, you know what, I think this is a good day to start serving Jesus. No, it was actually the Holy Spirit moving in our hearts, and it was the prayers and the prayers of, of our family members and people we never met who were interceding on, on on our behalf and interceding and fighting spiritual battles against principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness of this age, which Paul talked about in Ephesians 6. Because he said, you know, our battle's not against flesh and blood. It's against principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness of this age. And even in our own lives, that's the way we came to the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ was because of that. And so, and so, I mean, like the Father spoke to that tribe, before they ever actually had the fullness of revelation, they knew there was something there. Like it says in Romans, it says creation itself declares the glory of God so that men are without excuse. Um, so, but... Anyway, that was a long tangent to get to what I originally was going to say, but I do that quite often, I think. Um, so here's the thing. Um, and I'm trying to see how much I can actually share tonight. Um, we only have 31 minutes left. Um, anyway, so throughout my um, my life, um, and as a believer, um, I've been blessed that the Father has let me witness um, many miracles um and seeing many moves of god and um seeing him do many amazing things in people's lives and change and deliver and heal people um so that to me it's not a uncommon thing to see the hand of the lord move upon a person's life or a family or a relationship um and I've had the blessing to be around many people who could actually hear the voice of God clearly, um, who have dedicated their lives to hearing the voice of God and serving him and have developed a relationship with him so they can hear him clearly. And that being said, um, I know there's a lot of people who walk around nowadays claiming that I'm, I'm this or I'm that. And one thing that, I had decided a long time ago is I'm never going to stand up and I'm and say and declare that I'm anything, um, whether it's a denomination or anything else. I'm whether it's Baptist or Methodist. I none of those. I follow Jesus and I leave it at that. Am I apostle? And am I a prophet? Am I a teacher? I'm all of it. Um, we all are. Um, the Bible says that He's given people. He's given these offices to the church. But in a general sense, we all have the abilities. To, Paul said, I have become all things to all men that I might gain a few 
or that I might win a few. I mean, to some people I teach, to some people I prophesy, to some people I um, and I'm an evangelist. Every time I go to the gas station, I'm a missionary. I go to the grocery store, I become an evangelist. Um, and you become all things to all men, that the most of them would come to the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, that being said, um, <laughs> Amos, I said earlier, it says that the Lord God does nothing unless it reveals it to his servants, the prophets. Well, a couple of years ago, um, there was a prophetic word, or there was something I started sensing in my spirit prophetically about something that was going to happen later on. Um, not like, and it wasn't one of those, okay, this is going to happen. And it was a really big thing, a, a huge thing, like um, world impacting. And um, and it wasn't like this is going to happen tomorrow, but that this is coming. Um, prepare yourself, it's coming. And um, so I immediately um, spoke with people um, or friends of mine who I knew could hear the voice of God, men and women who love the Lord Jesus and spend time with him. And um, all the way from, I'm in Dallas, Texas, and I mean, even as far up in the United States as Ohio, which is like as far north as you can get in the United States, pretty much. And then all the way even across the globe to places like Amsterdam, where I have friends. And I noticed a pattern was that this word I had been feeling, it wasn't like, oh, wow, I have this amazing revelation and it's just me. And it's awesome, I'm like the greatest because I got this and nobody else got it. And no, that wasn't the case. What it was was that I got it and God gave it to a lot of other people at the same time. And so when I was calling around, they're like, yeah, we've been hearing that and we've been feeling that. And it's like, you know, I thought it was just me and I thought it was like actually super special. But it turns out the Father's speaking to everybody and he's wanting to speak to everybody. And he's wanting to reveal things to everybody as a body because even though he deals with us individually, he also deals with us as a body of believers. And he deals with us as a single unit at times, declaring his will and his word into the word so that we as a body of believers can act upon that word. And if we believe his words, act out upon that word in faith and see his word be fulfilled and and so with Block Talk Radio in general and with media in general, I really believe that the Lord is beginning to change the dynamics of ministry and not only the United States but across the globe. Um, you know, in the very beginning, back in the days immediately after the resurrection of Jesus Christ, um, there weren't big fancy churches. There were um, Paul's house and Peter's mom's house and it was men and women together who were united um, and one mind and one accord who would gather in house to house or whatever. And sooner or later, um, the church, because of the increase in the number of people who came to the Lord Jesus, um, and the, um, there was a need to have some type of order and um and to accommodate so many people. But through the process of that, um, we also started getting denominations, and we get it, we started to have people argue about the insignificant things. Um, can we stand up and do this? Can we pray like this? Can we worship like this? And all the little things that should have never divided the body of Christ that became division for us. So that we didn't, be, so we went from being one body on the day of Pentecost to being a multitude of bodies. Everyone claiming that they have the exclusive knowledge of the Lord, and that they're right and everybody else is wrong. And you know, the Father never intended us to be like that. He never intended us to be segregated and separated and um, labeled with any name except for His, because the only name in which we should be named in our only banner should be the banner of the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus and the bride of Christ and the verse that declares that we are being built up together for a dwelling place of God in the spirit 
and it wasn't that he were, were being built up together here for a dwelling place of God and the Spirit. And then if he goes around the corner, there's these people and they're being, being built up together for a dwelling place. No, it's we all as a body of believers are being built up. And the and he's coming back for appearing spotless bride. And, you know, when that day comes, how many will are, be, are going to be focused in one mind and one accord looking into his return but at the same time as they're looking to his, to his return and being prepared in their spirit for his return um, are they also going to be doing the works that Jesus was doing when he left and so I think that the, the times of home where people are going to gather any way they can and the reason I say that is because is the truth is, many people who need to be saved, and you know, Jesus said, I didn't call them call the righteous, but the sinners. And because those who declare the righteous don't need a doctor. Um, but I think the time is coming, there's going to be an increase, and salvations that aren't going to come from church attendance, but they're going to come from people who are in the streets and on the internet and on the radio and using all the technology that the enemy has developed for for its own purposes, but once the enemy develops technology or technology is developed in the earth, well, immediately, even though the world may try to use it one way, the technology in the end belongs to God. Because it said the earth is the Lord's, the Bible says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And so I think we're going to get to a point. One thing I would love to see, and something me and Chris have been praying about, and we still don't even know how it'll possibly happen, is to literally have the ability to have one network of Christians, and not just Christians, but real believers and intercessors, to be available 24 hours a day for the for the nations of the world, um, to go into those underground churches in China, and to go in those places in Iran and Pakistan and where you really can't go out and boldly proclaim the name of Jesus because it'll get you killed. And even though they do go out and boldly proclaim it, um, but there's still underground churches and precautions. And, you know, from one corner of the earth to the other, the traditions of men and the way that we've normally done things are going away. And we've, we have to be able to adapt to the direction that the world is going in as far as technology so that we can use those same tools for the Lord Jesus. And like with, like who would have known a hundred years ago that people would constantly be getting saved on the internet or that Christians would be able to get prayer for their families and families and marriages would be restored through an internet radio. Um, and I think the Lord is going to start developing it a lot more and also drawing people together a lot more. And hopefully to the point that we, in the toward the end, and, you know, the Bible says we're in the end times, but toward as it gets closer and closer to that time, um, there won't be the luxury of being divided anymore. It'll be either you serve the Lord Jesus or you don't. Like Elijah said, choose to stay who you're going to serve. There won't be any more standing on the line where we're going to partly agree with the world and we're going to partly agree with the Father. It's going to be like we agree with what the Word of God declares, and that's it. And if that's what the Lord Jesus says, that's what we believe, and that's how we're going to live our lives. And none of the things that we've been doing, and I'm sorry if I offend anybody, but of churches picking and choosing what they want to believe in the Bible and declaring that, well, this is the word of God, uh, except for this one scripture right here. Well, no, this, this isn't, this isn't really the word of God. And that's not what really what it said. Um, and so just, well, we're going to read this chapter, but we're going to skip over this verse just in case anybody gets offended by what Jesus said. And, you know, that's ridiculous um, because either it goes back to Elijah, either you're going to serve him or you're not, but you can't pick and choose the word of God. You can't take part of what he said and declare that it's true and then skip over a great deal of, of other scriptures. And, you know, there's a lot of different 
specific topics I could get into, but, you know, in the long run, if you want to find out what God said, go pick up the Bible and read it. And then go before him and let him declare to you what he really said and let his Holy Spirit give you revelation. Um, Because there's too much of believing what everybody else says about the Bible and what everybody else says about a relationship with God. You know, it's great to have a a relationship. um, How do they used to say it? Where you live vicariously through someone else. It's easy to have have a relationship vicariously because you talk to other people about a relationship. But it's completely different when you go and have your own. And, you know, you can get knowledge from churches and you get knowledge from the 10 million books that are out there. Um, on serving the Lord. And, you know, some of them are really anointed. But in the long run, they point you to the Bible, and the Bible points you to Jesus. So you might as well just cut out the middleman and go straight to the source, which is his word, which is everlasting and eternal and changes not. And he said he, he exalted his word above his name. And so, you know, we're, but we're all sinners. And so there's a fine line between knowing that we're all sinners and that no sins are different and then declaring that, you know, some sins are, you know, some sins are really okay because it's just between you and God and he loves you no matter what. Well, yeah, he loves you, but he also loved the children of Israel and he punished them nonstop. You know, they went around, weren't around a mountain for, for 40 years because they couldn't walk in a straight line. And they kept, even though they had seen the hand of the Lord over and over again, they still were so disobedient in their actions um, and unwilling to trust him that their obedience caused them to go down a path and to take 40 years to get somewhere they probably couldn't have, could have gotten in like a week or two. Um, and we as Christians do that all the time. You know, the Father gives us command. We, we try to modify his command to suit our lives when in reality we should be taking our lives and modifying our lives to suit him. Because it's, that's one of the things. I mean, who's really in charge of your life tonight? Um, is it us or is it him? Um, and, and the way you can tell is when there's things that come about in your life. Well, do you take the word of God and say and speak the word of God and then stand upon that word? Or do you take the word of God and then modify it and say, well, I'm going to do this part of it, but not this part. And, you know, I really believe this, but I'm not going to really do that because it doesn't feel comfortable. Well, we're not called to feel comfortable. Um, On the contrary, we're called to be anything but comfortable. Um, Jesus himself declared if they persecuted me, they're going to persecute you. Paul talked about being sawn in two and, and the amazing amount of persecutions that the church received and that they would receive and that they still receive. You know, we, um, for us who live in the United States, we have this amazing comfort zone over here that we can go to, we can go to a church, for example, and we know we're going to go into the church. It's going to last exactly two hours. We're going to have 15 to 20 minutes of worship um, there may or may not take an offering, and then the preacher is going to preach for an hour and 12 minutes, and then by 12 o'clock, 12:10, we're definitely going to be out um, because that's convenient for us. And it's never we're going to go into church this morning, and the Holy Spirit's going to show up, and we have no clue what He's going to do, but we're going to be willing, but we're going to let Him do whatever He wants, and we're going to let Jesus say what He wants to say today. And we're going to throw away our blueprints, and we're going to throw away our guides, and we're going to throw away our agendas, because we don't want our agendas anymore and our opinions about what he wants to say, but we're going to actually stop and take the time to let him say it himself in our lives and in our services and in our meetings. Because, you know, a funny story, a a joke, really, I heard before was this man was in church, and he got kicked out for whatever reason, and so he's standing outside the church, and he sees Jesus standing there, and Jesus is like, what happened? And like the man's like, well, they kicked me out. And Jesus is like, don't feel bad. They kicked me out too. And, you know, in reality, we actually do that in our lives all the time. We kick him out of our lives because we want, we'd rather be comfortable than be holy. And we'd rather be comfortable than be righteous. And, and we don't want to be confrontational because, heaven forbid, we offend anybody on this earth. And... And we would never want to make someone feel bad about something 
because we just read a scripture in the Bible. And but you know it's the word of truth, and you know like Chris said last night, you know it says the truth will set you free. Well, that's more than an understatement. And, you know this word will declare to you the character and the thoughts of the eternal God, whom no man has ever seen. It will declare to you the transition between death and life. And declare to you the plans and purposes of God in your life. And so if it says it, you need to start believing it, whatever it is. You know, take the words and start writing them down and posting them all over your walls and putting them on your bathroom mirrors and putting them on your dashboard in your car. So that you take the word of God and you start reading it so much and you see it so much and you're quoting it and speaking it out in your life so much that it becomes part of who you are, these words. So when the enemy comes up and says, well, you know, what about this? Or we say this, can you be like, well, that's not what the Bible says. This is what Jesus said, and he said this, and we're going to agree with this, and we're going to stand on this. And if you don't like it, then that's fine. You can believe whatever you want, but as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And, you know, that's the way it should be. Um, and it's the same thing. I mean, we shouldn't be divided people all of us trying to fill our own pockets and fill our own the seats in our churches. Well, you know, I heard it said once that, you know, if Jesus was here, he wouldn't be in church. He'd be out in the street with the people. He'd walk into one of the church services, pick up the pick up a scripture, he'd read the scripture, said, By the way, y'all, this is about me not you, and then he'd walk out and he'd go be with those people out who really need him and those who are really hungry and thirsty for him and those who are really seeking a move of God in their lives because those are the people that he came for and those are the people that we should be coming for. I mean, we should be spending far more time out in the world declaring to the world the, pur the plans and purposes of God and the love of God for them than we should be sitting inside of a church trying to make ourselves feel spiritually and emotionally better and make us feel like we're doing a good job. Because, you know, in the long run, we the only job that is worth doing is being the harvester and to being, being out there so that when we stand before the Lord Jesus, we can look back and realize and think about all these people who would never have made it into eternity because no one had the guts to walk up to them and tell them the truth. And no one had the guts to speak into their lives about the truth of the gospel. And yet, because there's way too many people out there leading people astray. I mean, the blind leading the blind and leading them into a ditch and creating a pattern of a lifestyle that, does, that neither glorifies God nor his word. And all in the sense of trying to appease everybody. Um, and we as a church should stand. We should have been standing up to it forever, because you know, like they said last night, you know, if the church doesn't stand up, no one else is going to. And you know, if the church isn't that barrier that says, you know, this is the way, walk ye in it, and this is what the Word of God declares, well, there's not going to be anybody in the world that's going to jump up and do it themselves. I mean, no one in the world is going to jump up and say, you know, by the way, we should really start serving Jesus and we should really start praying for our nations. Um, but they're not going to do that. Um, and so we need to be the ones to do it. We need to be the intercessors and we need to be the ministries and the apostles and the prophets that go into the world declaring the word of God and letting God prove himself and not trying to argue or argue someone into heaven. Because, you know, Paul said it's not with human words of uh, human words, but it's in demonstration of the spirit and power that your faith may not be in men, but be in God. You know, something one of the callers said last night is, you know, we declare the word of God and we speak out the word of God and we let his word, we let the Holy Spirit back that up, which it says in the Bible. It says that the disciples were out preaching the gospel and the Holy Spirit was following them, confirming the word with signs and wonders. And our job is to go out there, declare it, let him take care of the rest. Um, it's not our job to make everybody feel happy because, you know, the joy that um, is inexpressible and full of glory and the peace that surpasses all our understanding definitely doesn't come from us, but it comes from a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, so that being said, I think there is a time coming where 
toward the end and as close as we get toward the end times that you'll see a lot more of a singular movement in the body of Christ where they'll start naming themselves as one body because it'll come to a time where it'll that's all there will be left. Um, we think we're comfortable now, but we're not always going to be comfortable. And the times are come are going to come when if you believe in it, you better believe it because you're not going to have a choice but to. And um, so we've been praying and we'll continue to pray that the Lord will raise up intercessors into this earth to help usher in the end time and usher in harvest that are abundant. I mean, and that all these nations that men and women are bold enough to go and proclaim the word of God in, um, that they can have some spiritual kind of backing with men and women of God who are standing in the gap and fighting against those principalities and those powers and rulers of the darkness that would try to prevent the truth coming so that men's hearts can be saved and so that men can receive the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, anyway, so this is Prayer International Radio. Um, we're only doing an hour-long broadcast tonight because I messed up Blog Talk Radio and forgot to change it back. And But that's okay. Um, so if you need prayer for anything in the next eight minutes, give us a call. Um, it's what's our number? I you know I don't even know how I forget this thing when I say it every night. Okay, yeah, six one nine six three eight eight four five eight. Tomorrow night we will probably have another hour long broadcast. I don't think Chris will be with us tomorrow night because he has he's going to be spending time with his family. And since I messed up the broadcast, he probably won't be here tonight either. But we'll be back on Monday to do the normal two hour whatever we do. Um, anyway. That being said, we have eight minutes, so let's pray real fast. Um, Father, your word declares that you asked the Father that we would become one with you. Father, that you had broken down the middle of the wall of separation and made one body from two, creating peace, Father. And you pray, Jesus, and you ask that we would be one and unified, just as you and the Father are, Lord, and that we, as a body, would be, have one mind and one heart and one declaration, which is you. So, Father, we speak out, Lord, and declare that your word is true, Father, asking that your will would be done on this earth, Father, that your, your will would be done in the churches and the communities and the body of believers across this planet, Father, who are seeking your face, Father. Lord, that you would create seasons, Father, of men and women who are hungry and thirsty for your presence, Father. Lord, men and women who would not seek your hand, Lord, but they would seek your heart, Father, in this earth, Lord. Father, that you would give us boldness to, pro the, to proclaim your word, Father, and to proclaim the truth of the gospel, Lord. Father, that we would be rooted and grounded in love, Father, that we would be strengthened with all might in our inner man. Father, that you would dwell in our hearts, Lord, that we can boldly care to this world, your love for them, Lord. Father, give us wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you, Lord. Let the eyes of our understanding be flooded with, not, with light so we can know what is the hope of our calling, Lord. Like Moses said on the mountain, Father, when he said, If I have found grace in your sight, show me now your way that I may know you. Father, we know from your word that we have grace in your sight, Lord. So we ask, Father, that you would reveal to us your words. Father, reveal to us your plans and your purposes, Lord. Reveal to us your heart, Father. And not only reveal it to us, Lord, but let our desires be molded and shaped into yours. Father, let our heart's desire be only for you, Father. Let us really have the mind of Christ, Father. Let us come to know you and be one with you, Father, so that your Holy Spirit can reveal to us your plans and your purposes, Father. Father, for all those who are listening tonight, Lord, wherever they're at, Father, I pray that you would touch them, Lord. 
Father, whatever their need is, Father, increase their faith in believing, Father. Increase their faith in you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, meet them right where they're at, Father. And declare and speak your word over their lives, Lord. Whether it be emotional or relationships, or whether they need healing, Father. You already know, Father. So we just ask that you would accomplish your purpose in them right now. Father, and that the name of your Son would be glorified. It has already been exalted above every name. And Jesus, you are already seated at the right hand of God. And so we declare that you are exalted, Father. We declare that you alone are holy and you alone are worthy to be praised. And as we will sing for eternity, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Anyway, this is Prayer International Radio and we will see you once again to tomorrow night.